Let us bow our heads. Heavenly Father, it is once again that we come into your holy presence. Grateful for how you have continually kept us during the week and have given us another day to worship and praise you. Giving thanks for all that you've done for us, Lord. We thank you for your great love, your tender mercies, your kindness toward us. As the word comes forth today, may your Holy Spirit lead and guide me to speak with clarity and understanding that will make a life-changing difference for someone to draw closer and nearer to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Okay, let's go on and start with our scriptures that we have. And I'm going to be coming from the book of Hosea. And we're going to go from, it's going to be Hosea 1, and it's going to be scriptures 1 through 8. And that's on page 1053 in the voice. And we've got Hebrews 4 and 16, page 1485. And we have John 1426, page 1314. John 16 and 33, page 1317. And last, 1 John 4 and 4. Page 1516. Amen? Okay. Now, as you know, we're doing the 30 Life Principles of Dr. Charles Stanley. And you know, he gives you some very thought-provoking questions and things to think about. And sometimes with the what he brings to you, I'm like, hmm, you know, I never thought of stuff like that, but um, he is dealing right now, like I said, we're going to be dealing with Hosea. And this is what he's coming from. He says, Hosea 3, 4, and 5 says, As children of a sovereign God, we are never victims of our circumstances. And as I was reading this and going through everything and uh, doing my uh, homework, I came, what I got on this is that we are not victims, but victorious. Amen? Amen? Not a victim, but victorious. Okay. Life happens. It rains on the just and the unjust. As human beings living in a fallen world, we will experience our fair share of hurts and disappointment. Some of us at one time or another may have been victims of some cruel things that have happened in our lives. If our adversary, Satan, has his way, he will try his best to make you believe that you will never get over what happened and you have no other alternative but to drown yourself in your sorrows and wallow in self-pity. If you believe that lie, it can cause you to harbor anger, resentment, and bitterness. And you will surely end up living a life in defeat. Now, this is what Dr. Stanley says. He says, there are tragic, life-changing moments that can be extremely difficult to survive. 
An unexpected trial strikes you with a force that knocks you off your feet. The pain and loss far more intense than you ever thought possible. Stunned and overwhelmed, your mind will look for some kind of explanation to cling to. You may wonder, what did I do to deserve this? Why would God allow this to happen to me? During these times of heartbreak, it is extremely important for you to remember Life Principle 18, as children of a sovereign God, we are never victims of our circumstances. You may not know why this adversity has come into your life, but you can trust that God is with you and he loves you and he will see you through your Today we'll be discussing Hosea and how he obeyed God. Now he was asked to do something that for me, I believe was very bizarre <laughs> coming from God. I was like, wow. I, I know my thinking was, God, why? Why did you ask Hosea to do something like this? But however, as you become more and more familiar with the word of God, you will see that he always, and I mean always, not sometimes, always has a master plan for whatever he asks of us. When we're not able to make any sense of what he is trying to accomplish in us or through us, it will always work out for our good. We may not see it at the time. We may not even feel it at the time, but it will. Reading this story, it does not say whether Hosea had any reservations about what he was asked to do, only that he was obedient. In spite of the pain that Hosea will go through, we will see he did not allow himself to become a victim of his circumstances. Mm. Hosea 1, 1 through 3. In the words in this book are the words of the Eternal One, which were told to Hosea, Beery's son, when Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah were kings of Judah. And when Jeroboam, Joash's son, was king of Israel. This is the word the eternal spoke to Hosea first. Eternal one to Hosea. Go and marry a woman who is a prostitute and have children who come from this unfaithfulness. This will represent how the land of Israel has abandoned me and become a prostitute to other masters. So Hosea married a woman named Gomer Diblaine's daughter. She became pregnant and gave birth to this son. Now, God asked Hosea to take a wife who was a prostitute and have children that come from her. Uh, her unfaithfulness is a sign that the land had prostituted themselves by forsaking the Lord and honoring other gods. Their covenant with God was broken and they were continually living unholy and unfaithful lives. In obedience to God, Hosea went and took Gomer to be his wife, and she bore him three children, two sons and one daughter, who were given symbolic names to reflect God's judgment upon the sins of the people of Israel. These children are as follows, and we're going to read. Hosea 1, 4 through 8. And the Lord said, name the child Jezreel, for in the valley of Jezreel, I am about to punish King Jehu's dynasty to avenge the murders he committed. In fact, 
I will put an end to Israel as an independent kingdom, breaking the power of the nation in the Israel in the in the valley of Jezreel. Soon, Gomer had another child, this one a daughter. And God said to Hosea, name her Loruhamah, meaning no more mercy. For I will have no more mercy upon Israel to forgive her again. Mm -hmm. But I will have mercy on the tribe of Judah. I personally free her from her enemies without any help from her army or her weapons. Mm -hmm. After Gomer had, leaned, had weaned Loruhamah, she again conceived and this time gave birth to a son. And God said, call him Loani, meaning not mine, for Israel is not mine, and I am not her God. That's something. Now, not only is Hosea married to a prostitute, now he has children that are given names by God to symbolize his divine judgment against the nation of Israel. That certainly was not a good thing. Imagine having your child named for judgment that was coming to a sinful nation. Hosea reassures Gomer that despite her former sin, he will keep his promise and continue to love her and be loyal to her. As you read further, you will find that Gomer does not stay with Hosea and she leaves him to go back to her former life. Why would God orchestrate disobedient prophet's life in such a manner that he would suffer like this? He married Gomer knowing she was a prostitute, suffered the humiliation of, having, of her having multiple affairs, and gave his children sad names because of this marriage. Hosea was obedient to God, but still he suffered. Here we see a godly man who has many terrible things happen to him. Despite the hardship, God was working out a plan. You and I both know that bad things can happen to all of us. It can be by someone else's hands or it can be by something we ourselves did. It's how we handle that adversity that makes a difference. We can develop an attitude of self-pity or we can look to our all-wise Father for our help. Hebrews 4.16 So let us step boldly to the throne of grace, mm -hmm. where we find mercy and mm -hmm. grace to help when we need it most. God had each of us in mind before the foundation of the earth. So I have a pretty good idea that he already knew that this life we are called to live in, on this earth would not be an easy one. When we received the Lord Jesus as our Savior, he set us on course. He mapped out all the bumps, the bruises, the twists, the turns, the peaks, the valleys the deserts, the storms that we have been, that we would go through. He knows all the difficulties we will face. He understands that we will continually clash with the world, the flesh, and Satan until it's time to meet him. Yet, he didn't merely set us on the path hoping we would find our way. He sent the Holy Spirit to dwell in us to guide us and encourage us so that we would find our way. In this life, we must endure, and that is something that does not come easily, so we have to put our trust in God. However, with the Holy Spirit to remind us of his faithfulness and his power, we can remain committed to him. John 14 and 26. So when the Father sends the Comforter instead of me, 
And by the comforter, I mean the Holy Spirit. He will teach you much as well as remind you of everything I myself have told you. When something hurtful comes your way that literally sets you off course and knocks you down, God doesn't want you to take on the victim mentality that will keep you from moving forward. He wants you to be free of anger and resentment, disappointments. He wants you because he knows that it can affect you internally. And when that affects you internally, your walk with him will start to deteriorate. And guess what? You won't grow. Spiritually, you won't grow. You'll be stunned. God wants us all to have a different mindset. He wants you to know that you are an overcomer. The longer you faithfully obey the Lord, regardless of your circumstances, the stronger your faith becomes. You might not ever understand what's happening when when God is doing something, what's happening. But that's okay. Because God is preparing you for greater service and ministry. You become stronger. You become more determined and more steadfast. John 16 and 33. I have told you these things so that you will be whole and at peace. In this world, you will be plagued with times of trouble. But do not fear. I have triumphed over this corrupt world order. And John 4 and 4 says, my children have come from God. And have conquered these spirits because the one who lives within you is greater than the one that's in the world. So we know he's in us. So he's so much greater than the one who rules this world. Because he rules us. God rules us. Mind, body, and spirit. Hosea could have allowed this terrible predicament to overwhelm him and cause him to be bitter and resentful towards God. I mean, who knows? He could have, even though he was obedient. You know, when you grew up and you were growing up and your parents asked you to do something, even though you obeyed them, you might not have liked it, right? I know, I, I remember. I didn't like it, but I had to be obedient. And when I was obedient, it worked out better for my good. Okay, so He could have allowed himself to become a victim, but instead, through his obedience, God worked out the redemption of Gomer through through Hosea's forgiveness, and she was welcomed back into her husband's home. God also reverses the names of his children. Two, Jezreel, God sows, goes from sowing seeds of destruction to the sowing of a people. Lo-Ruhamah goes from no more mercy to more mercy. And Loami goes from not my people to you are my people. The Lord used these adversities to teach Israel and all future generations about his long-suffering patience. While he waits for the sinful to come and be reconciled back to him, as we can see, God utilized Hosea to literally illustrate in his own life the message that he wanted to give to his people. Hosea, as a faithful husband, was called to represent God's love to the people portrayed by Gomer as the unfaithful wife. Hosea's continued faithfulness and kindness to unfaithful Gomer, in spite of the pain her actions caused him, reflect God's faithfulness and kindness for unfaithful people 
and his unfailing commitment to the to the covenant relationship. Jesus, the anointed one who endured the cross, lives in you and lives in me. He will fully equip you for anything he calls you to do. If you stumble in the process, he's right there to pick you up. You're never alone. Our sovereign Lord is with you in every situation. So if we allow ourselves to remain victims, the greatness that God has destined for us for his glory will never be completed. Someone once told me a long time ago that there are many people who went to their graves never fulfilling their destiny. Call upon God so that he can infuse you with his power and wisdom that will give you the ability to obey anything he asks, even when it sounds so unreasonable to you. Always remember that God is ultimately in control and he has a purpose for all of your circumstances. So you're not a victim, but you are a victorious person. God is sovereign, and he can use everything that happens to you for your blessing and his glory. This weekend, well, while we were in um, Florida, I got some very, very disappointing news. Almost time that will knock you off your feet. And at that time, you know, my heart just, it just sunk because it just sunk. But I remembered my message and I said, Lord, you know what? I can't let this determine what I'm, you know, I can't let it bother my, um, how I, I talk to people. I don't want this to, uh, I don't want this to hinder what my life is like with you in it. I said, I don't want to show any of that. So I asked, I said, please help me with this. I said, because this is really disappointing. And I said, I don't really know how to come back from this. So I just kept remembering, I'm victorious. It doesn't matter. Because guess what? However way it turns out, God is still in control. Mm. I can't control any of it. And I said, Lord, be but... He did, he did let me know that I have questions and I know who to call about the question. And if it doesn't turn out my way, so be it. Because God's in control. He knows what's going to happen yes. before I even do it. Yes. So I said, I am not going to do that victim thing. I'm talking about it, so I'm not. Uh -uh. I said, Lord, thank you. I said, that lesson came back to me. I'm not going to allow it to change me, who I am for you. I'm going to let my light shine. Regardless, because I know you have, you know, you knew all this before it even came to be. You knew it all. So I know regardless of the circumstances, God's going to take care of it all. He's going to take care of it. So I had to put that aside and I had to say, you know what, Lord, I can't worry. I can't be anxious about this because you're going to have the final say. And even if I don't like it, I'm going to I'm going to deal with it because I have you. And I just thank God for that. I just thank him for that because it was, I'm telling you, I'm just like, <laughs> and now I can laugh about it though. I can laugh about it. Because I, 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 that's a, you know, I'm giving it to you. Yes, I, I, I had to, Brother John. I had to. Let us pray. Father, Lord, we thank you. We praise you and we honor you. You have never given up on us even when we failed you. 
You're so patient, so kind, long-suffering. Your anger doesn't even last. God, we've fallen short so many times and cannot begin to thank you enough for how you have forgiven us. For how when we fall, Lord, you just pick us up and say, come on and dust us off. You can, you can do it. You can make it. Thank you for loving us so much that you gave your only son and that whosoever believeth in him, we won't perish, but we'll have everlasting life. What a gift. What a gift. To God be the glory for the marvelous things. Marvelous, wonderful, glorious things he has done. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.